Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 232. And this week, I guess it's kind of a potpourri of stuff to talk about this week, isn't it? Yeah, no plans, just a few items that we've caught up on. And I guess we could probably start with our regular sit rep. Sit rep! There we go. Do you have more of the, what's the um, uh, something tart? Uh, the elusive tart? No, today it's Limetown Lager, and I've got it in these oh. adorable little 12-ounce cans. So isn't that oh, cute? Oh, it's so cute. I just have my stone IPA. That's fine. And ice water because it's hot, and I'm, that's for San Diego it's hot, but it's also humid. I mean, for San Diego it's humid. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're going to hear more traffic noise and the family of crows that hangs out in my area because I am not shutting the windows. I do not care. I was just thinking that the crows were adding some something to the conversation there. Mm-hmm. It's actually, I really do think it's a family. I think it's two adults and a juvenile and they just hang out in that tree every once in a while. And so I'm like, cool, I'm learning something about crows. Well, hopefully that falcon or whatever it was that you got video of the other day isn't going to sweep by and take out some hatchlings. You know, I feel like crows, aren't crows known for like going after hawks sometimes? Maybe. Just like pestering them a bit. I seem to have heard that, yeah. Usually around here when we see a big uh, bird being chased by a smaller bird, it's like a mockingbird. So the mockingbirds oh, wow. are fierce over in the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, anyway, so uh, sit rep, nothing much to report. Same old, same old. I think the percentage positive of cases here in San Diego for the testing, I think it's down to 4%. We had jumped up to like 6% right after they tried to open things up and that didn't work. Um, We had been as down as low as like 2% or 3% at one point. So I'm hoping we're on the way down. It's still... It's going to take a while. Uh, The website that I checked for the numbers had only like 45,000 new cases yesterday as opposed to the 58. For a while, it was up to about 78,000 cases a day. So we've definitely gotten better than that. Uh, The big news story in my tiny little town in North Carolina today is the fact that our local fire department got hit with COVID-19 and a bunch of cases and a few hospitalizations. So I'm going to, the, I'm on the next door app and they, someone posted a list of items that they're looking for. I think for the, to help the families, like, um, what is it? What is it? It's acetaminophen that's supposed to be good for the fever, isn't it? More yeah. recommended than... Yeah, they say not to take ibuprofen. Okay, I don't yeah. Know why. yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's ridiculous that uh, people who are serving the community have to put out a list for supplies right. to help, but it's a crazy time, so I yeah. need to check that out. Apparently, if you go into GoFundMe, you can also look a lot of times... Um, various hospital workers will sometimes put out requests for help too because they're working these long hours and they're not making a whole heck of a lot of money and that is pretty shitty too that they would have to ask for help but yeah I think a lot of times the best way to find out stuff like that is to go really local like go on Facebook go on GoFundMe places like that Um, uh, I think our hospitalizations are slowing down here as well certainly the deaths are lower um but I don't know. I mean, it's the poorer areas that are really, really hit hard, and that sucks. But I am still staying at home. I've got some friends who have a birthday, and they're doing a very, very small birthday thing next Sunday. 
I might go over and say hi. It'll be the first time I've talked to a person that's a friend of mine and been in the same room as them for a really long time. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be nice. We'll be very careful. So yeah, I've been staying indoors, mostly doing online stuff. And speaking of online stuff, last week we watched the Night Vale live show that they streamed of their production, The Librarian. And it has been years since I saw that. And I'd forgotten so much of it. I forgot that this was the first uh, appearance of Deb, the sentient patch of haze. I did too. And I was actually remembering because I did act, I saw this one live. In Me the too. Theater. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, Condos was their first live show, but this was their first like big live touring show. Right. And yeah. I knew that it was the first one I'd seen. I hadn't realized it was the first one they'd done. And I, so many things I remember about it, like, the librarian, of course, towards the end, actually, quote unquote, gets in the theater and Cecil's kind of ramping up the audience. He's like, oh, my God. And they're screaming first the left side of the theater and the whole theater. Yeah. And then the right side of the theater. Yeah. You know, just, <laughs> audience participation was key on that one. Yeah. You couldn't get the audience participation on their live stream show, but you got so many fun little details like Deb, the sentient patch of haze is doing an ad for the obsidian card. And yes. she starts talking about look in your wallet. There's there's now an obsidian card in your wallet. It's in all of your friends' wallets. It's replaced their wallets. And it just keeps going on. The obsidian card is replacing everything in the universe. You see Cecil, he's just kind of like looking back and forth with this really intense, surprised look on his face. And it's not something you would have been able to see as well from a live performance. No, and he is always working, man. I mean, everything... <laughs> He is so, like, I think we know he's been the voice of Night Vale for so long, but he is really, really very, very good. I mean, his delivery is excellent and smooth. His expressions are amazing. I was, like, I enjoyed the Condos episode, but there were so many details about this that made me want to go back and watch it again. Right, because you just said you went back and re-listened to the Tamika Flynn speech when she's getting all of her minions to go attack the librarian. Because I'm pretty sure... Tamika Flynn was not there in the original show. I think the voice of Tamika Flynn actually came much later. So Cecil had said at this point, because, you know, she's trying to get all the people to attack. And and he says, and we know what she said, because we're all being recorded all the time by the secret governments. Yeah, fine. And so she comes on and her speech was so good. And I believe it was written just for this showing. And it was all about you've got to believe in yourself and believe in the power of books. And, you know, big books are better than small books because you can also use them to hit your enemies and all that. But it was just towards the end when she was talking about, you know, you're not alone, you're never alone. Uh, Believe in yourself unconditionally. Why not? It could actually help. And then she kind of finishes it up with, believe in us, Night Vale. We will exist either way, but you might as well. And I'm like, oh, my heart is so good. I really, really like it. And so appropriate for this time period, something that you really need to hear, as well as the weather for this episode. Now, did you write down what the weather was this time? Yeah, it's Aaron, and I want to say it's McCown, uh, M-C-K-E-O-W-N. Boy, I liked her weather this time. And I, it's another example. They did this in that first live stream of a live episode. It's a song that's specifically about 
being in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, I think yeah. the title of the song might have been Love in the Time of Corona. I think so. It was so <laughs> clever. And she was also recording it wherever she's staying right now, out on her little front porch at night with a bunch of lights strung up outside. You could even hear like the crickets and cicadas in the background. It was lovely. It was so fun. And at the end, when Cecil is, or when they're wrapping everything up and they're introducing who was the voice for everybody, Symphony Sanders, who plays Tamika Flynn and uh, McGowan, they were both dancing. They were. Because they they could hear Disparition's song playing over the credits. So they were just in their little, you know, Zoom window dancing. I thought that was just so fun. It was lovely. I... like I said, the Condos episode was good. And in this episode, sure, there were some little audio weirdness every once in a while that just happens. But I think they had really learned from their experience of doing condos and everything was much, much more evened out. Just lovely. And it's still available if you didn't watch it then. You can still go to Noon Chorus, I believe it is, or they'll put a link, I think, on their Twitter page. And you can pay, I think, like $6.30 or something and watch it all month long. Or you could pay more if you wanted to. Or you could pay more. That's totally fine. Um, Really, it's a nice idea. I'm so glad they're doing this. And it's also... You know, Cecil at one point was trying to get everybody to talk along with him and he would say something and repeat after me and he'd sit back and wait for us. And the idea that there were a lot of us who were really honestly doing that at the same time, that was really fun. And uh, I really hope that they keep doing these shows because I don't think I've seen the last... A couple of live shows. So no. this would be a great chance to just catch up on all of them. And the guys aren't getting a whole lot of money coming in right now. So these yeah. live stream live shows, that's a good fundraiser for them. Yep. And their merch stuff is still up. They've got a lot of interesting merch on there. They actually made some Night Vale masks with like the moon on the front of it. They are sold out, of course. I so will those... just bet. Yeah. yeah. Those went fast. It's funny. I had lunch with three of my friends today and we were talking about the Pixlady Geek site and one of my friends had asked, do you guys ever do merch? And I'm like, no, we don't, but we probably ought to. We probably should, yes. Do something like, I don't know, Cafe Press where we just upload a design and do it. And he said, would you ever make masks? And I'm like... I thought about it, but at the same time, it is kind of odd, the idea of profiting off the pandemic, but I don't know, you know? Yeah, yeah. well, that actually is an interesting segue. Uh, An idea that we've been bouncing around recently is to do an ad for this podcast, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. I guess we're preaching to the choir if you guys are already listening to our podcast (laughs) right now. You don't need to be advertised for it, but we'll talk about it anyway. Yeah, just like a little, all of the podcasts I listen to have tons of ads for other podcasts. I think that would be fantastic. I don't have no idea what goes into distributing an ad for your podcast. I mean, how much it costs, who you have to reach out to, any of that stuff. But we're still thinking about doing that. Yeah, I've got a friend. His name is Matt, and he's on the Starboard Power Coupling podcast, the podcast you hope doesn't fail. And, of course, it's all (laughs) Star Trek related. I don't know if they're still doing episodes, but if they are, that would be awesome. It'd be like, you know, hey, dude, record an ad, send it to us, we'll play it on ours, you play ours on yours, you know, that'd be a start. Yes. Yeah, let's do it. We've got to just keep innovating, I guess. Yes, exactly. Does it count as innovating if everybody else has done it before we have? Um, but it'd be the first time we're doing it. So right. Okay. Go. Right. <laughs> we're innovating for ourselves. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. So, <laughs> segueing, I don't know, in no way whatsoever, 
we've had what three episodes of Laura Olympus now in the second season? It's moving along at a fast clip, but we still don't have the developments that we want, which is basically yeah. for everybody to find out what a jackass Apollo is. And it's well a really scary situation when you think about it. I mean, Eros knows what Apollo did to Persephone. And yes. Eros is now working with Athena, Apollo's sister, to try to figure out where Persephone has run off to. But Eros promised to not tell anybody what Persephone told him about Apollo. It's all very confusing. And I'm like, that's an impossible situation. Because of course, at it some is. point, Athena is going to have to find out. And she's also going to have to find out that other people knew about it before she did. Yeah, well, then the most recent episodes development, and I'll go ahead and say giant spoilers. If you're not caught up, you should probably stop listening now because I got to talk about some things. So Eros and Artemis have gone to Hera for help. Now, I thought they were going to see if Hera could have a vision to figure out where Persephone was, but I don't think the visions may not work that way. Hera already suspects that something happened and that Apollo's part of it. She doesn't know what happened, but she's already suspects. But the thing is, she's agreed to help them by temporarily disguising herself as Persephone so that when Demeter comes by, Demeter won't immediately be like, where the hell's my daughter? And she's made Eros and Artemis promise, you know, if Persephone doesn't show up in the next couple of days, you've got to tell her. But the two things that could happen here, one, Hades could come over and start to flirt with her. And she and Hades, Hera and Hades used to have a thing. So that's going to be interesting. Ooh, I hadn't even thought about that. Damn. And whether whether Hera would take advantage or not. Right. One of the commenters actually brought that one up. They also brought up the fact, oh my God, Hera is disguised as Persephone. What if Apollo comes over and gets in a room alone? Oh boy. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, this could be really, really cool really fast. Oh, I mean, she man. She destroy him. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. And I just, I was fascinated by the fact that Eros and Artemis went to Hera and said that Persephone is missing and they want Hera to do something. And I had already thought that they were going to try, because, you know, Eros obviously has something in mind. He's a bad boy, and he's going to try something sneaky. So I was thinking, I guess maybe Hera could, you know, go ahead and pretend to be Persephone, but I didn't understand why she would want to until Hera said, all right, I know what Demeter's mothering style is. If Demeter finds out that Persephone has disappeared herself and, you know... She's never going to let Persephone out on her own for like centuries, probably. And I thought, that's really interesting that Hera would like undercut a fellow mother because of the fact that she thinks that mother would make things so much more difficult for her daughter than she would need to. She does. They did establish it. She's got a soft spot in her heart for Persephone. Yeah, I mean, really. Yeah, she definitely. But then the additional wrinkle going in there is that Zeus who was all pissy last episode about people not taking him seriously. And I'm just, I love that he's sitting there. Why don't people respect me? And you're like, because you're an asshole. And I also <laughs> love the fact that his daughter, is it Hebe or Hebe? I never, I can never remember how that's pronounced. I'm going to say it's Hebe, but I love that she was just, she was pissed off because Zeus made Ares go away. And Hebe is very fond of Ares. And Hebe is just on the couch, just sulking, like, I'm going to be alone forever. And the comments are like, man, Hebe is a whole ass mood. (laughs) 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 The commenters are amazing. And they are, boy, 
because a lot of people pay the extra money to get a hold of the episodes way earlier. And so there were comments for this episode going up a long time ago. And so there's like pages and pages of comments. But I think on webcomic webtoons, I think they're rated by how popular they are. So you can get some insightful comments coming in there. I need to read those. I love a good comment section. Yeah, these ones are good. I, I Like I said, I've already pointed out things that I hadn't considered. But And the art's beautiful. It's another, this was like... Basically, it's just Artemis and Eros and Hera in their kitchen, you know? That's kind of all we were really seeing. Though we did get a little bit of Hera's, her past. I guess, was it everybody who was swallowed by Kronos has those scars on them? Because Hades has a lot of them. Hades has a lot of them. Hera has some across her stomach, but she made some comment about, I split myself open in order to become the goddess of motherhood or goddess of marriage. That's right. Um, So it almost seemed like it was something that she had to choose to do. So I'm really... I'm really interested in finding it, and I love what the author has come up with on this about the fact that, you know, in the mythology, it's like, you know, okay, of course their father was horrible and was swallowing them whole, and then Zeus came along and slaughtered him and freed all of his siblings, and then they took out the Titans, all that stuff. In here, there's actually this stigma against all of them, as they're they're the traitors. That, that's basically yeah. what their group is called. They betrayed the god. So I've never seen it portrayed like that it was always and everyone except maybe the uh, uh Gaia who was the mother of all of them they all thought that it was something that the original Olympiads had to do in order to free everybody from the Titans and from Kronos when Hera was talking about her past and talking about how she missed her sisters and she missed her mother that was Rhea that she saw I think that was wings. yeah Aww. oh I love the design on that one that's beautiful <laughs> god she just almost almost looked like a sphinx just a little bit not but you know something about the design of the wings was very sphinx like but yeah i had really loved that whole episode where it was rhea and hades when hades was only like five years old just how beautiful that was and the fact there was always a sun like silhouetted behind her because of her being a goddess i love pictures of younger hades he chose to go into the underworld but it was almost like the choice was sort of forced on him and you see him going down into the underworld with everybody kind of standing and he's just looking really regretful about that so I don't know somebody had to do it I suppose well knowing Zeus Zeus like really Zeus I'm sure Poseidon didn't want to be king of the underworld and I know for a fact Zeus didn't and I'm sure Zeus pushed Hades into it and was probably trying to frame it as a sort of, this is going to be a great deal for you. And the whole time Mm. everyone knows it's really not, but Hades that's their relationship with the siblings. He does kind of let Zeus push him around. Yeah, and I'm sure he told him, it's like, it's okay, it'll be fine. Nobody will hold it against you. Nothing will change. You'll still be... Now everybody is always like, oh, it's Hades. He's the underworld guy. He's creepy and weird and everything. And and he's alone. And Mm. I want Hades and Persephone to see each other again. I mean, during all this, what's Hades doing right now? Yeah, what's Hades doing? And also, what is Persephone doing? Because I... We saw one glimpse, I think it was in last week's episode i think she was at a pawn shop and mm-hmm. she had that beautiful uh comb that hades had given her and yep. i looked like she was pawning that 
is she still is she trying to get some freedom for herself or is she still getting stuff to bring down to the underworld for all the people that she slaughtered who didn't have a penny to cross the river Styx? I wondered that because that's still a thing. All those people she murdered and Zeus knows about it now and Demeter's coming into town. Is Zeus going to confront Demeter, especially since he's feeling pissy that he never found out about all this? And is this her attempt to raise up enough money to save all those people so she won't be in as much trouble, which I think she killed too many people. Well, I mean, if it's only like a penny per person, maybe it could happen. And is Hades going to confront Demeter about the fact that Demeter basically made him forget meeting Persephone for the first time and then covered up the whole thing with Persephone slaughtering all those townspeople. Right. I would also say, is he going to confront Persephone? Because in all the time that they've spent together, she never mentioned to it even once. And the fact that she's been trying to go behind his back to help the mortals that she killed, I mean, there's got to be a little professional pride that's going to get hit on that one. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see his reaction when he finds out about it. Zeus seems to be taking it personally as a dig against his power and his authority. Hades... I don't know. Yeah. Then one last thing before we go. We did another one of our watch parties, and this one was Hannah's suggestion, and I'm so glad she suggested it. We watched the Little Shop of Horrors movie. It has been years since I watched that. And I think we had that on repeat for quite a while when we first had the VHS. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember, I mean... Which is funny because there are some sections that I remember very, very well, like Steve Martin's entire bit from beginning to end. I remember (laughs) all of that. But then there were whole sections like the song about Skid Row that I didn't really remember. I remembered that, yeah. And I, for mm. some reason, little phrases from that song just randomly occur to me every now and then. Like, treats me like dirt, calls me a slob because I am. Yeah, it's... (laughs) Boy, the music was really good. Hannah had not remembered that the three ladies did kind of a chorus thing in the background, but I totally remember that. But they were even better than I remembered. Yeah, and I, the whole song uh, "Supper Time" with them yes. singing in the background. I remember us watching that scene in particular a bunch of times, just for that bit when his boss is leaning into the flower, and you just see the two, the three singers standing there waiting for something to happen. I just remember oh. that giving me chills when we were growing up. So good. So fun. And honestly, I guess Audrey 2, the plant, it has to be a combination of like stop motion animation and practical effects and maybe a little bit of CGI for the day. Mm -hmm. But it's so solid. Mm -hmm. It's really good. It's very good. Extremely convincing. So bravo, you guys. It looks even better to me because Nathan and I watched the riff tracks of the original movie that Roger Corman had done for Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, it's bad. It's really bad. You don't like anybody. Every single character is an irritating stereotype of something. And like... Seymour's mother is a character, but she's a major hypochondriac, but she's actually one of those hypochondriac that she judges people if they don't have some medical problem to complain about. Oh, it's just so irritating. Uh, And it's not a musical, is it? No. Okay. And I was really surprised that the Roger Corman thing came first. Yeah. I had this idea like... Roger Corman was glomming onto the popularity of the musical and he made his own version or something. I hadn't realized he even says at the beginning of this movie that it's based on the Roger Corman movie, which 
I thought that was very nice. It's apparently the movie wasn't very good. Yeah, they they gave credit where credit was due, but they did such a much better job on the musical version than that one was. So fun. So fun. Really good. It really blows my mind that uh, the person who played Seymour in the Roger Corman version was Otod from the Viking Women movie. That just, Nathan said that. I'm like, what? (laughs) Mind you, Viking Women of the Voyage of the Waters of the Great Sea Serpent is my favorite mystery science theater movie just because of the riffing. I can't imagine watching it without the riffing, but it's just brilliant. I need to sit down and watch it again. It's been a while since I watched that too, because we kind of overdid it in college, which watching that one, because we, we just loved it so much, but we, we sort of wore it out. Yeah, maybe just a little bit, but it's been long enough. We can watch it again. <laughs> anyway, we'll have the conversation for that one up at pixelatedgeek.com. I guess that's going to wrap us up for the week, unless you got anything else you want to throw in there? No, that's pretty much it. No news is good news as far as the sit rep, and we still need to watch more things. Yes, we do. So, like The Mandalorian, I started another episode, and you guys finished another episode. So, I mean, apparently the new season starts in November. I'm sure I can watch all the episodes. Oh, yeah. It was only like eight in the entire season, right? I think, yeah, something. But this is me we're talking about. (laughs) I don't know. But anyway, uh, yeah. So make sure to check out pixelatedgeek.com for all the book reviews, the movie reviews, the comic book reviews, the motorcycles, the not many, many photo galleries right now because there's just not a lot going on. Um, new developments coming in Pixelated Geek soon, I hope. I don't know. Um, keep an eye out for that. <laughs> it's like, really say and this week in vague cast. I know, right? Sorry. Um, anyway. All that and more, pixelatedgeek.com. Next week, we should have another Night Vale episode, maybe some more Mandalorian. Have you checked out Violet Evergarden? No. Did you watch? Not yet. Boy, that's an example of an anime that, I mean, there's not a lot of substance to it, but it is very pretty. It is odd, but not kooky. And the music is, like any anime, the music is, seems a little off at times, but it's an orchestral score. And so I think it actually matches better than a lot of other anime that I've seen. So I mean, you might want to... And I just watched an episode last night that I was like, I was impressed by that. I well, enjoyed it. I will have to check that out. And maybe we can talk about that next week as well. Yeah, that's always a possibility. So I'm sure we'll figure out something to talk about. So one way or the other, we will talk to everybody in one week. Talk to y'all later.
Is it 2.32 this week? I have no idea. Hold on a second. I can find out. Let's keep recording. It's 2.32, yeah. Okay, seriously. Um, hold on a second. There was, I was, I had a nice segue. What the hell the hell was I going to segue? Sorry. Ah, sorry. <laughs> Motorcycle. Okay, that did done. Let me try that from the beginning. Okay.